Hello everyone, welcome to another Sunday Brunch with us and the Hollowells. Ryan and I are doing episode 17 of season 7, Scry Hard. Ryan, how are you today? Hello Rob, I'm doing excellent. How about all of you and the Charmies out there? How are you <laughs> today on this Sunday Brunch? Hopefully they are doing good. So this one, I believe is right after New Year's, right? It's New Year's, yes, yeah, the second. So yes, yeah, right after New Year's, hopefully you guys are resting well. You didn't party too hard. Uh, we're obviously recording this before the New Year's. So hopefully uh, we had a good one. Um, I just planned on playing, you know, like board games. We, I might see a fireworks show. I'm not sure, but we're just going to play board games for the night. And so maybe next week we'll we'll tell you how it all went. Uh, do you celebrate New Year's? Yeah, and it's my it's technically my anniversary, my twelfth anniversary on New oh, Year's. Oh, nice! Eve, Congratulations! So thank you. Uh, we're doing Scry Hard. What did you think of Scry Hard? I forgot what this episode was about. To be honest, I bet you didn't think it was the Dollhouse episode. That's for nope. sure. Not to to Scry Hard. <laughs> the title doesn't say anything about the Dollhouse, so. I had no idea. What did you think this, about this one? This one throws me all the time as well. I forget it's the doll. I know it's the after the Avatar episode in the beginning of the Zanku's coming arc, but I never remember it's the dollhouse <laughs> until it's here. And then we get it. But I actually, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, Rob. What about you? Uh, this, this was an okay episode. What I really enjoyed about this one was that you know and i think i may have saved this for later um in the episode but we can talk about it just a little bit is that uh we didn't get zanku the entire billy zane drake story arc so yeah. zanku was missing for most of this he was mentioned a couple times but he needed to wash all of that oh i just helped the charm ones filth off his body <sighs> he needed to recoup he need, he went on retreatment he was like i'm evil i'm evil i'm evil i gotta come back hardcore and i think this was a wonderful welcome back to him he came with a plan. He thought of everything. He admits when he's wrong. Like it, like all of this yeah. <laughs> really came in in this episode. I think it was a great way to welcome this villain back and remind everyone that we still have to deal with him. But then opened up a bit of a sort of like, um, so the word I'm thinking of just, just another element to the rest of the season which is the nexus so yes. we're gonna get a lot of nexus talk in this one uh so as far as the b plot it was cute for what it was i don't think they utilize it as much as i would have liked them to but um that's just me we'll talk about it as we go along uh let's go through our uh list here so we have our play of the week what was that play of the week for you if you had one this one I struggled with this week, Rob, because I felt like it was just one of these episodes that it ha something had to happen, someone had to do it, and then it just happened. Like So I really can't think of any play, I guess, besides Zanku going for the Nexus, if okay. I had to think of one. Awesome. So my play actually was our gentleman at the Bay Mirror, drinking out of the teacup and oh. messing with the guy's computer because he was flirting with him. It's such a childish, 
old school way of getting somebody's attention but i love the play and the fact that phoebe was able to recognize it and I, I just think that's great. Um, and again, we'll mention this a little later too, but we have our second set of LGBTQIA plus yeah. character. The, these are gay men this time. And I just seem to forget that these characters came out so late in the season, but they're here and we got another set. So I thought that was awesome. Uh, what about NBP? I'll tell you what, it might have gone to Elise, going to P3, and just be like, you know what, I'm going there, I don't even care, you could see me there, you should be at the paper right now, Phoebe. Um, But I'm gonna give it to Leo for that time when he, after he was stabbed in the back and he got up for Y and he crazy put himself against the, the cabinet, and it's like, I'm okay, Wyatt, everything's good down here, that's my... So because of that moment, he gets MVP? Yeah, I'm giving it to him just because I was like, oh, good. He didn't go. He didn't really overdo dramatics for this moment. I don't know. Okay. I'm going to tell you, it was this, like I'll repeat, this episode was just, oh. Okay. Uh, Mine is going to Elise. I think she (laughs) was amazing in putting her foot down and being like, you're going to run this paper. And I'm going to tell you at the last minute and you're going to do as I freaking say. And I just lied to you. And it's not a family emergency. I'm doing it so I can get mine. And I'm going to go to your club and rub it in your face. Yeah, Elise what, yeah. is boss this episode. She is definitely MVP for me. So I should have went with my first. You're like, that's it. He just he just went up on that wall. <laughs> Leo just stood up there. You're right. Okay, I'm taking it back. I'm going with Elise. I'm going, I'm with, going Elise. with Elise. Okay. All right. And did you happen to add anyone to your hot man meter? It's raining man. No Rob, as tempted as I was at one moment, I was looking at some background characters, but no. Okay. I unfortunately did not add anyone to my hot man meter this week, but I did add someone to my adorable list. Remember, everyone, we want hottest female and most adorable. And I did add somebody, so we will mention that as the episode goes on. Should we get started? Yes. All right. Season 7 of episode 17, Scry Hard. This original air date was April 17, 2005. It was written by Andy Reeser and Doug E. Jones, which sounds like Doug E. Jones, but I think yeah, this is a different yeah, <laughs> Doug I, E. Jones. I think it, that would <laughs> um, be funny. Right? Directed by Derek Johansson. Guest stars include Welcoming Back, Zanku, Oded Fair, with Rebecca Balding as Elise Rothman. Some newcomers, we have um, Malin Rivera as Craven, Peter Saragusa as Boyer, Patrick Bristow as Jordan, with special guest, Collective Soul. Zanku is determined to find the Nexus and releases the Shadow, the ultimate power. For their own protection, Piper and Leo are magically um, miniaturized and trapped inside a dollhouse. Leo, lacking powers and feeling useless, cleans up the attic to impress Piper. But she worries about him, believing that he is obsessive. 
and he has found a dollhouse, a small model of the manor. A demon shimmers in, throws a sharp-edged boomerang, and disappears. The boomerang grazes Leo, and then the demon shimmers away before Piper can blow him up. The demon shimmers into the underworld, revealing that it was meant to be a warning shot ordered by Zanku. Cue the credits. So this is uh, a way of introducing that Zanku is back. And he is definitely still on the one and only mission, and that is to defeat the Charmed Ones. So, Leo, once again, is going through this period where he needs to adjust on not having powers and being able to do things sort of in an easier way than what he's used to, but also finding a little bit of purpose, which, look, I completely understand. However, he's done this before. So go back to working at the bar, do whatever you got to do. Yeah, put that black leather shirt on. So, but this is a constant sort of debate that happens. And I may ask this a couple of times, but at this point in the episodes, they're starting to kind of introduce it again. And should Leo really be on the sidelines or front and center with his knowledge and, and just an extra pair of hands to help with the fight? Look at Phoebe. While she may be able to cast spells, she doesn't have active powers either. Yeah. So what would nece- what really would be the difference um, other than her fighting skills of letting Leo just hang out and be able to be protective as he has an instinct to do? What do you think, Ryan? Sh- is it unfair for him to not be able to fight like Phoebe does and, and be a part of it? Or should he stay away because of his lack of ability? I mean, I think Piper should realize that he's not gonna, he's not, especially if it comes to her or the kids. So instead of having this constant battle, I I think with the first thing you said, Phoebe doesn't have any active powers. Matter of fact, she doesn't have, yeah, she's barely got any of her powers. So, I mean, they put their, all put their lives and they, she keeps saying, you're not self-healing, you're not self-healing. But I'm like, how many times was Leo shot by a dark lighter arrow and you couldn't heal? So you know what? They all put their lives on the line. He knows he's been around the rodeo for a long time. I get it. But at the same time, I think Piper is always ready for the next shoe to drop. And she makes things a little more worse than it has to be. Okay, fair. Well, we'll definitely revisit this as the episode goes on. One last thing that I wanted to ask you is that Leo is feeling very restless. And so what does he do? He cleans. He organizes. I love to organize. Oh, my God. Give me a messy room. It's not necessarily the cleaning aspect. It's just more of the organization. Like, if you want to change the format of the room, like, I will totally jump on that. No problem at all. I don't know if there is a hidden talent in there or just a need, but I always love rearranging stuff. Not to say that what he did to the attic is amazing. I mean, when you kind of know where stuff is, you kind of just want to leave it there. It gives it a certain appeal to kind of just leave the way things were. But, and man, that attic is so huge. But what about you? Like, do you, like, what do you do to help pass the time if you're feeling very restless? Honestly, I think editing podcast. I feel like if I'm not editing one, it's, it, it, it feels odd when now that you're not, when you're not working on something. So honestly, I think editing podcast is my, to go to, but. Rob, let the man clean. Piper needs to just... If he's content cleaning Piper, 
Well, Although I'm the table. Did you like the table in front of I the, know, God, the, the table. Yeah, that was crazy. I'm actually really surprised that he lived through rearranging the kitchen. I mean, if I know Piper, that was insane the way he managed to live after that. But no, I usually will turn to video games if I am feeling restless. Um, also, it was a surprise to Piper of this new sort of like organized attic do you happen to like surprises yeah especially a cleaned attic yes although yes i would say leave the attic as it was but i think this is all positive things honestly yeah i know what they're trying to play with the storyline but piper would you rather him out there finding the next avatar group or cleaning this is probably what he would have been doing if he wasn't orbing out and saving people, maybe yeah, Leo's a keep, cleaner. Keep this like, man uh, close, cleaner, okay? Do not let person. him out of your sight because he can run off and join yeah. another cult. I'm telling you, he's yep, he's one of those people. He always has to be a part of something. He's going to go to the next cult. So, Rob, they must have had to change the attic back after this because everything they put in there is never seen again. Those Those industrial shelves and things like that. So... <laughs> you have a better um, eye for it than i do that's funny but yeah it looks like they got rid of a lot of stuff i wonder why the charmed ones rob didn't think of zanku coming back eventually i mean, i guess they probably did but they shouldn't be surprised like you said i mean he did it to help himself so there was a reason this demon was locked up he's not cold he's not half of this he's a badass demon. So I would have been on the Zanku train directly after the avatars were taken care of. And we settled in a little. Yeah. I mean, I think Piper, in my opinion, has a big excuse and that's having to deal with the whole Leo elders thing. So she's definitely had a lot of other things on her mind, but yes, with Paige feeling very bored and having nothing to do with magical, she really could have taken this whole Zanku thing and done her research like our Supreme Witch did when she was investigating yeah. the triad. Like the minute mm -hmm. she found out about them, she was on it. This woman could have easily just been doing some Zanku stuff while she was sitting there swirling in a chair, but we'll move on. <laughs> no, let me say my favorite as I like to bring this quote up. Was that the pillow smothering demon Prue? Condescending. <laughs> and guess what it was? It was. <laughs> I love that. Condescending demon. <laughs> or the pillow smothering demon. Oh, God, that was funny. Okay, go ahead. So Piper is worried. Leo refuses to hide. Oh, I should have said, Rob, he gets a little cut on his hands and Piper acts like, I mean, I get it. I get the whole thing, but she's like, you're not sitting down. I'm like, Piper, I worked at my job. I had my whole arm sliced open. I was still climbing, looking for clothes. So I think he could stand at that book of shadows while that little thing wasn't even bleeding. Anyway, I digress, Piper. I digress. Work retail and see where it gets you. <laughs> You'll be right out on the floor. They'll whip you. <laughs> Piper goes to Paige with the boomerang and asks her to scry with it. She throws it at the calendar because Paige is swerveling around in a chair, like Rob said, at magic school. Zanku plans to lure the Charmed Ones into his lair, but not so much to fight them as to lure them out of the manor so he can find the Nexus. 
Paige goes to Phoebe and tries to claim a family emergency, but Elise has other plans. According to her, she has a family emergency and her top lieutenant, Richard Dillard, is out sick. And she leaves Phoebe in charge of the newspaper. Wait, they just realized. Is the dude that Elise is out later the same dude that's out sick too? Yeah. It is. Okay. Just hit me. (laughs) Okay. Phoebe in charge of the paper, Rob. What do you think of this plot device? And why Phoebe? Is it a taste of her own medicine? Or does she really consider Phoebe maybe her to-go-to person? Or she figures she slept with all the bosses, so why not? She probably... (laughs) I I honestly think this is great. I, I think Elise trusts... Uh, Phoebe the most out of that entire group and yes there is somebody in command as far as a job title but who knows the paper better than Phoebe who knows how many rotation those employees have gone I mean have you seen any of those people I mean she's probably seniority in there and if Richard is not there then Phoebe is the next in line so I think this makes total sense for her to be leading. Is she a born leader? Probably not. But I think that Phoebe also has this go-getter sort of attitude to where if she does allow herself to really lean into the position and the responsibility that she'll get it done. And as we see later, she does just that. So I, I didn't have any doubt that Phoebe could handle herself during this. She just was overwhelmed at the moment. So I... I do love that this was given to her because, yes, it was terrible. The whole scene was terrible, how she was explaining to Elise about her problem. Yeah, it, the whole thing was terrible. So let Elise date, yes. Um, and then this is actually, I feel like, between the two scenes, but I love Paige's potion tote that she's <laughs> okay. a tote full of potions and she was just ready to go. And I like that she said it's going to take longer than 10 minutes. So, damn, I just thought they were just going to, you know, we're used to just them finding exploding. But I guess sometimes they really got to search. Yeah, no, I, I did notice that, too. So, yeah, I, again, was plotting Elise for this. Get her. Like, again, I wouldn't. And she told her at the end, like, right when she was walking out the door. Because Phoebe is so used to being like, yep, peace out. I'm gone. I'm done for the day. And she's like, no, 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 no. You are staying right here. I love it. Um, But I love how Phoebe was like, yeah, well, my family emergencies were different. And she goes, because they were my emergencies. And then she gasped. I love it. Elise and her gasp was so good. But I would have yeah. guessed too, like, what? Am I your emergency? Yeah, okay, so tell me how you really feel, Phoebe. Right. It, it, it's just about time. It's about time, and I'm glad she took ownership of this, and she didn't, you know. And I love the fact, well, so Phoebe didn't really have a heavy emergency. She was just like, okay, let me just go, right? But had it been one of those, like, I must save the world sort of things, and then she had to tell Elise, I got to go. Like, I wonder what would have happened. But I'm glad that Phoebe didn't fight on this and actually did her job, you know? Yes, yes. But then I, there is one point where Paige was like, our sister is missing. Well, this was later on. But yeah, but I could see, pa- I could see Phoebe taking the, the paper over, the, <laughs> over which duties anyway, if she could. She's like, hmm. Yes, this is better, I think, in the long run. 
So we get a small conversation before our next scene, and this is when Piper um, comes back home to find Leo still sort of uh, looking through the book, being in sort of like target area. Oh, I think this is when we learn that, you know, they they have this beginning discussion about Leo kind of not being in the front and he has to get used to not, you know, being in the, you know, front center of fighting. And even though that Wyatt was able to heal Piper, I love that Piper was like, we do not want to traumatize our kid having him heal us every time we're in pain. And he's sitting there watching us bleeding to death while he comes over to heal. So I love that she said that. And that was great parenting, in my opinion. They can't just rely on that. While it's a great resource to have, I think Paige needs to learn how to heal. I don't understand why this isn't her responsibility. The fact that they have to say Wyatt first before Paige. I don't know why Paige never became the healer of the family. It's so weird. Maybe she's unable to at this point. I don't know if she, she's done I it mean, once, but I thought that she would have trained to do that and be the healer. Especially if this was the last season. <laughs> mm, they should have. You're right. Her, pay, her power should have progressed. I mean, it does happen, but it should have. This, uh, yeah, sooner. The way that Leo talks about not being able to sit on the sidelines and his instinct is to, you know, protect and yada yada. Do you feel that this is due to pride or him just being a man? Or do you think it's really out of love? Like, where do you think he stands with this? It's probably a mixture of all of that. Of, you know, trying to protect Piper, the boys, you know, the girls, but I, uh, and, you know, man, of course, is that that position they, you know, you're supposed to be the protector, quote unquote. But I honestly think it's because he was in this so long. I mean, since World War II, he's been a white lighter. And then he, you know, he knows nothing else besides this. This was his new life. Besides magic and, and the kids and Piper or whatever. He's been doing this for how many years? So it's hard to switch off if you've done a job for, let's say, 50 years and it's like retiring it's like well what do i do now so i totally get this i totally get this whole thing well he can definitely get hurt and i think that people who are like the first responders you know they're putting their lives on the line every day knowing that it and could they know be their last. Right? and they know that yeah they know so i mean i i guess i get it i don't i don't know if it's like a full-on like i'm the man and i can't back down and i'm not gonna be a punk and all of this stuff but if you die, then what? You know, like, I, I just wonder if some of that stuff is being thought of. But of course, somebody's got to do it. So I don't know. I'm a little in the middle right now with this. I I do get what you're saying because I haven't thought about it that way, that it's just ingrained in him for, like, how many years? But at the end of the day, like, it, it could happen just like that. And but see, why aren't He's, they saying this about Daryl? So it's like the same thing. He, something can happen to Daryl. He has no. He has nothing. He had nothing ever but a gun. So it's like, well, yeah, trust this is me, what happens in the Charmed One's well, lives. That, well, that's the thing. He tried to take himself out, and then what's funny is <laughs> Sheila's like, "No, I want you in danger. You need to be doing this. Oh I don't care if you die. This then you die for on. good. This turns me on, Daryl. This is what <laughs> danger." Paige and Phoebe orb to the location they got from scrying with the boomerang. Zanku arrives with other demons behind him and they go to battle. 
demons attack at the manor and one throws a boomerang and it wounds Leo in the back. Wyatt sees and transport Leo and Piper into the dollhouse in the miniature form. The doors and windows are magically blocked, and Piper tries to blast to get Paige's attention, but in vain, Paige takes Wyatt and Chris to magic school. Zanku flames into the apparently empty manor, followed by a dozen demons, and they spread out to look for the Nexus. In this scene, Leo plays with the dollhouse with Wyatt and Chris nearby, and Piper comes in, and they sort of have this start of an argument which takes him out of the attic. And so this is where we find out that uh, Piper used crystals to protect the manor while she left the house. She didn't really feel comfortable leaving, but she had to go to Paige in order to um, have the boomerang used for scrying. And so... What is your thought process on Piper using crystals and not telling Leo about it? Uh, do you think that was right or wrong of her? Or do you think that Leo's overreacting and needs to get over himself? I, I Yeah, I think that it's that. I don't think see anything wrong with it. You know, I was protecting my kids, whatever the case is. Well, the thing is, is that he she didn't tell him about it. Like, if she's so, like, confident about, like, this needs to happen and you need to be protected, I'm going to put crystals around the house so I can leave. The, the, the thing is, is that she didn't tell him. So is he overreacting about that? Or was she right to keep it from him because he's too stubborn to accept help? It's probably, it's, it's probably both, actually, now that you, you say it like that. Leo is stubborn and Piper is... I feel like she's always looking for a fight. Piper's one of those people who always wants to look for a fight. So the two of them, you mix those two together and you're going to have something. They can never just be happy, I feel like. But I I don't see anything positive about keeping something from someone. I mean, I'm not saying be honest about everything. But in this particular situation, like, be mad at me. And really, is Leo really going to be that mad at you that you put crystals I out? I hope not. It would be but, so stupid. Yeah. But why keep it a secret? And also, like, I wonder how Leo even found out. Because I he just knew that she did think, it. Did he walk into it and go, oh. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't, I don't condone the, the keeping of the, you know, like, if you can't tell your man anything, then whatever. So that, I don't know. That's just me. That's just me. Um, I do love how both of them were so scared of Wyatt. <laughs> they were just like, baby, just go upstairs. He was like, oh my God, oh what my is God. he doing? Cause he was just standing there with his sociopath face again. And these thinking, parents, exactly, exactly. These, he wasn't doing anything. It's just the look in his eyes. Yeah. These parents were so scared of their child. They're like, oh my God, what is Wyatt thinking? What is he going to do? And so, yes, I love it. I love that reaction. And they ought to be scared because the little boy is psycho crazy. <laughs> um, so while Phoebe does bring the comedy to the show, and I do like that, and I get it, but I love the fact that while her and Paige were getting attacked in the underworld, that she has the goal to compliment how good the reception is 
in the underworld on because the phone rings it takes her forever to turn the ringer off and i'm like woman do you know that your lives are in danger also Paige is not the one to be protecting you every time you want to fuck up and bring attention to yourself she's so casual about it it's like oh my god the reception i'm like you really think Paige has this like you don't have any active powers and you're just so chill and casual about the fact that you could die today it's just hilarious. I'm not saying she's selfish and I get it for the comedic aspect of it, but I do love how she's always like, I got a paper to write, you know, and all oh, of this. Oh God. Yes. Oh. But no, but I will say this. I will say this. I love that. She was like, I need to get back and make this deadline because I can't have all of these other employees lose their job. And that I love that. Thing. Yeah, that, that was, was a nice very part. good line for them to throw in there is that she wants to do it, not to have a normal life, but to also make sure she steps up in favor of her coworkers. So I really like that. But this week I'll take it. Okay. Okay. But her honestly just being like, oh my God, there was, I'm like woman focus. Like I'm not going to be the one carrying your ass this whole time. Like she didn't think that the, I mean, I get the setup of the joke and I, that's why we love Phoebe for her humor, but yeah, come on. You're right. The thing is ringing in the underworld. They're creeping around corners. Yeah. Oh. It's a little weird. So also uh, the sisters throw potions at Zanku, which then is thwarted into a different direction. Killing. Yeah, so yes. More. So we have to put them on the count. These are more minions dying under Zanku's so two care. Two more. Two more. So I right counted, now. I counted three in that. Was that two or just, or three? I saw that two blew up? there, but then. Yes. There's another I one later. But okay. I thought I thought there was three, but maybe you're right. It's probably two. So we have to put them. So I think that's a total of five now. Five, maybe six. Then um, these poor minions. So this is when they go to the house. These poor minions, they are stand or no, I don't think they're at the house yet. No, this was in the underworld. So Craven oh, has gotten God. all of these minions to gather, right? And they're preparing to go to the house and these poor minions, they're just standing around. They have to look down at the ground. They can't draw any heavy attention to themselves. So they're just standing there just looking weird. And I was just like, these poor extras. Like, I know, and these leather harnesses. I know, and, and the camera is so front and center on them, and they can't do anything. It's just so, it just sucks that they're part, they're just, they don't get any spoken word, nothing. <laughs> they're going to be uncharmed? Oh my God, who are you playing? Oh, I'm, I'm a demon in the underworld. Oh. Uh, we also get the reveal that that Elise's uh, family emergency is actually her on a date with her second in command, which is uh, Richard, another employee dating. How did I miss this whole thing? I don't know. Yeah, another employee dating a colleague. I mean, this newspaper is something else. It is She's something like, else. Well, well, if it was good enough for Phoebe and and the other Richard. Oh, well, no, you know, Richard, excuse me. That was, um, no, uh, Jason Dean. But you know what, though? A job like this, I believe, is just so demanding. Who, where else are you going to meet people? Exactly. Elise is there probably the whole day, worried yeah. that Phoebe ain't going to get her column, and she's probably in her office holding her stomach. And we might have another gay couple working together, too. So, I mean, this paper is yeah, just. Yeah, there you go. They're sleeping. They're... Clearly, that's where that's headed. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> 
So I love that Leo was so strong enough to brace himself against that wall, like I said earlier, Rob. But after taking it in the back, ah. So so he's got so he got hurt twice. What do you think? Should he still? be fighting a good fight like Phoebe does who never yeah, gets but hurt. You know what? Look, he ripped it right out. I mean, granted, I don't want a big metal thing in my back, but out of everything they've ever been hit with, this looked like it was just like a nice clean you know, removed. It could have been a, a spike, a nail from a demon, a thorn, you know. So he was still standing after that, but the look, you're right. Why, they're terrified of their own children. They, they need to call the nanny, the nanny 911 or the super nanny in. <laughs> um, Paige's quote is, I want him to know we're still in the game. Love that by using, Elise. so Elise's phone has been blown up. So that's wonderful. And Phoebe's at the end. She's like, well, well, well she can replace it herself or whatever. Like, bitch. um love that piper used wyatt matthew hollowell for the first time his full name that was awesome so the fact that Paige instinctively after seeing downstairs and she didn't see piper and leo i love that she took them right away wonderful you know wonderful that is super hot right there these kids are left by themselves but here's the other thing too it's like if they were left there by themselves, either Piper does it a lot or you would immediately think that they're in trouble. Oh, yeah. I, that's what I would think. Oh, So I guess we're just saying that they are left alone by themselves a lot. <laughs> because Piper wasn't, I mean, Paige wasn't worried. She was just like, okay, let me just take you to magic school since your parents aren't here. But at the same time, I'd be like, why don't you have one of these two parents here? You must be in trouble. So they leave those kids alone a lot. That was supposed to have been her next. I can't imagine Piper. I can't imagine. She's like, what? They're not with the nanny? The elf nanny at magic school? Paige tells Phoebe that Piper is missing. They orb to the manor, but find Zanku and his minions there. And he blasts them out of the door with what? Rob telekinesis. <laughs> Which, by the way, is the same way that that Phoebe did it when she uh, got rid of the wedding planners. It was sort of in the same sort of like, and then she flipped her hand for the door too. So, yeah, it almost seemed like the same little thing. I love that. The callback. Piper finds where the dollhouse part uh, parts for playing and blasts. She and Leo escape and try to consult the Book of Shadows. In the basement, Zanku opens the nexus. Anotam Ada Necrol Dila Inte. I was going to say Latoya. Latoik. No, I don't even, that's, I don't even say it. La, 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 Leoc. Okay. I think it's Leoc. 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 The shadow comes out, but instead of entering Zanku, it destroys three demons and retreats. Zanku realizes that Piper is still in the manor. So we got more leather daddy demons in the manor, manor just standing there by the door. Not even allowed to. Yeah, they're just kind of like. Some of them look really good, too. So that's the casting call. What do they just look for? Like male model that will stand in, in harness. And they're just thickums. Yeah, just thick guys to fill up those little harnesses. Thickums, thickums. Uh, so talking about that, I wish we got a full Leo tank t- shirt off reveal. You know he's not going to do that with all these models on this show. 
I know. I, I you could, and this is the time when like you could tell every like the cast for like kind of like just, you know, I I don't want to. That's I shouldn't even say, this, but they were they were not how they started out with. But you know what? I'll take it. Leo, take your shirt off. Why did you need a tank top? We knew the tank top was there for a reason because the outer <laughs> shirt was gonna come off. Hollywood, I see ya. Piper's diary, Rob. Zanku is in the bedroom reading Piper's diary. What do you think of that? I mean, I, I would say it's ingenious because he has this idea of you have to treat them as real, you know, as women and not just witches. Um, but he talks about Prue like it was just like he know. Oh, oh, Prue! Everyone knows Prue. There's Sister Prue. No, I I think you're absolutely right. You do have to treat these women as as human first and so what better way to do that is to hear their more most inner thoughts and the diary is a great way to do that and he even again at this point admits to a mistake of being like i thought piper was going to do the piper of the power of three and go with them to underworld but no she stood by her man because that's what you do and so he learned something about himself and her and just like damn i underestimated that point and so now he knew what to do i think that was great i'm surprised he didn't take it with him for more reading i'm surprised that diary didn't have a spell on it yeah that's what she should i'm surprised she had time to write in the damn diary when after prue died and Paige came i've been like dear diary i have no time anymore because i gotta <laughs> train a whole new generation of so my last note is uh, Phoebe, when she does say the two employees that one is flirting with him, she does it in this like such an animated over the top way. She puts her hands on her hips. Willie likes you. Clearly. <laughs> Very cartoonish. Um, that is not what I would have gotten. I'd be like, really? Like you said earlier, like, are we, are we there? Can she does bat your eyes at me? You got to tease me. Yeah, I was going to ask you is what way would you have gotten his attention working across from him like that? Being nice. That's it. And that Just gets being nice. me nowhere. So that's probably why I would have. That's probably why. Well, I mean, not to say that this is the best way to do it, but if you want a way to interact with him somehow, this is honestly the way to do it is by, you know, pissing him off. Uh, but as far as getting his attention, the post, the positive way would be weird. However, I am, it is normal. I think for me, I would not expect the other guy to do any different than just go tell the boss. Like, cause if you had tried to handle it yourself, it could create this whole thing. A he said, she said thing. And it, it probably would have just gotten weird and, and very trouble for like HR or whatever. So it's a good thing. He was just like, look, boss, I'm snitching. He's touching my mug. Tell him to stop. <laughs> now he's on my computer. It's so cute. And he's like admitting it. He's like, yeah, I didn't, you know, what do you want from me? I'm trying. I'm trying here. This? I, have, what about I just, I just came out and I don't know how to flirt with guys. What oh do you my. want from me? I'm surprised he didn't t like hit him on the shoulder. Like, Oh, good on buddy. But what about Rob buying him coffee? I think that would have been, but I mean, I don't know. It. Is that, is that like a manly way of doing things or, or maybe, you know, guys do buy coffee. I mean, I guess men buy drinks for women all the time, but I mean, for gays, I don't know. 
I don't know. I, I guess so. I mean, usually you just find them on the app. We don't flirt in person anymore, you know? So You and you gays and your app. Well, a different generation for me. I'm old gay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 <laughs> you knew you, you young, you, you out there gays. I know. I gaze. know. <laughs> no, but it was really cute. Uh, it's a very old school way of doing it. I definitely would not have done it that way. I honestly would have just, yeah, like you said, I would have kind of just been nice, found like ways to talk to him. Or so, I wouldn't like humor. Couldn't he instead of tease him, tell him a funny joke? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they do it. Okay. Piper blasts the Book of Shadows to find a scrying spell. She uses it in reverse to draw the attention of Paige and Phoebe. But the blasting also draws the attention of two demons. Oh, Paige and oh, Phoebe. Oh, 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 oh okay. Witch watcher. She's back. She's back. Okay, who do who does she spot this week? Uh, well, our witch watcher this week, Rob, brings us. It's nice having you around over me. I mean, it's reassuring having a man around in case he's needed. I don't know how this actually is stated. I've never seen this myself. Okay, but- I was going to say something else, but if you've never seen it, then I, it's not the no. answer. Uh, I have no idea. This could have been said by any witch, and I'm sure witches are definitely proud of themselves to say this, <laughs> that men are just so disposable. So, all right, who who is this witch? This is... Kim Novak as Jillian Jill in the movie Bell, Book, and Candle from the 1950s. Oh my goodness. Okay. Do you know anything about this witch? Well, I found out that the summary of the movie is called A Beautiful Witch Puts a Love Spell on an Unknowing Publisher. And it says that at the time, Jillian was a modern-day witch living in New York's Greenwich Village when she encounters a charming publisher named Shepard Henderson, played by James Stewart. She decides to make him hers by casting a love spell, and then Jillian takes added pleasure in doing so because he is engaged to her old college rival. (laughs) That's juicy, I thought. All right. So this is the problem, though. Jillian finds herself falling for him, and which arises a problem, which she loses her powers if she falls in love. Oh, okay. Interesting story for the 50s. I love it. So she did it as more of a revenge, and then it turned out she ended up liking him? Okay. It seems like it's like a comedy something. So this is really interesting. And, Rob... Is it, is title- it black and white? Yeah. Oh, and I figured this was a black and white movie. Okay, go ahead. Bell, Book, and Candle is also the song that is played at um, by Proust's funeral in season four, it's called. Oh, Bell, nice. Okay. Um, so it's also, it sounds very witchy too. Bell, Book, yeah. and Candle. But yeah. That's our witch for this week. Sorry, Rob, that she interrupted you. Thank you. I I appreciate that. But it's okay. I knew she was going to spot one eventually, so made sense. <laughs> All right. So Paige and Phoebe orb into a bathroom and fight their way to the attic. Bazanku greets them with miniature Piper and Leo in a box. 
Page and Phoebe bluff Zanku, claiming that he needs the power of three to open the Nexus, and Zanku restores Piper uh, to full size, retaining Leo as leverage. So, question for you. Should we count the Nexus uh, destroying those minions in his attempt to the Shadow as part of his count, or is that outside of it? Because Zanku didn't actually kill them. No, yeah, I thought of that too, because he would have let that happen if he knew, but I don't think he did. So okay. I would say no. I'm going to say no too. So during this scene before Piper is restored, Zanku does make this sort of like proud declaration that he's finally got them and that he can kill them. But he says it almost feels anticlimactic. Mm. Hmm. I wonder where we've heard this phrase before. Maybe from I, the source. I feel like Rob, this is one of those charmed quotes that is almost like, Star Wars, I don't know if anyone might know, in every movie they say, um, I got a bad feeling about this, a character mm-hmm. will say. Yeah, yeah. So they have had evil characters state this. I can't tell you, but the source is one of the ones that definitely stand out. But, but- the source has said it. Um, Rex said it too. Rex, okay, okay. So Rex at Bucklands. Yeah. Um, this is overused. Uh, so I want to say that this is the charms version of. I got a bad feeling about this because they yeah. love using this. Yeah, it's a run-on joke, and you know, um, I I think it's fun that they brought it up, and I'm sure they're doing it on purpose too. I pray they're doing it on purpose because they've already <laughs> had so many other villains say it. So I love it. Say hello to Prue for me. (laughs) How is it that Piper opened right to the spell? I didn't think that was it. I thought they were going to blow it up like the pages again. It was either off camera or, you know, just luck, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I let that one go. It's not to me. It's not shenanigans, but I don't think Piper planned for that. I don't think she could. Right, no, because she would have to manif- like manifest. Yeah, so it was board. either off camera and she's done it a couple times and they just didn't show it. And is the page flipping what actually got them captured off camera or was it Zanku going upstairs into the attic and trying to find them? I think it was the latter because Zanku could sense her and I, yeah, I have a feeling that he just noticed. Yeah. So my other note is Back to Piper's diary, she writes everything in this diary, evidently. I'm surprised she didn't be like, we killed, we almost got Daryl killed. And now yeah. he don't want to talk to us. She ought to be like, careful who she finds everything. out. She ought to be careful who finds that out, too. Because if somebody yeah, found exactly. that diary, ooh, that would be, yeah. <laughs> so that was definitely something. Um, okay, scene six. Zanku and the Charmed Ones enter the basement. I love that as they're walking in front of Zanku, they literally always talk about, like, this is a trope that's done in a many TV shows, but they're like, oh, how are we going to get out of this? Blah, blah, blah. He's walking the stairs right behind you, girls, ladies, women. Yeah, they make a family guy joke about this, how let's stand two feet away from them so where they can't hear. <laughs> Gee, are you planning something? I wonder. Yeah. Um so the shadow, oh, so they enter the basement. Leo stills in the box and the sisters open the nexus. The shadow, however, enters Leo, restoring him to full size. 
taking his shirt off. No, no, it didn't. Since he was the only neutral being in the manor, he blasts Anku, who flames away. Leo asks his sisters to take the shadow out of him. And they say the spell. So was this spell, Rob, on Piper's quiz for Paige back in season four of learning the craft? This is the one spell you need to learn besides the power of three will set you free. Because Paige don't know nothing about no woogie. She probably taught her, and and there was a lot of in between each of these episodes. So yes, I'm sure she learned the spell eventually. She's like, you know what? You got to learn this spell if you're going to live here, because there's a possibility one of us will be possessed. So yeah. I am light. I am one too strong to fight. So go away and leave my sight and take with you this endless night. They totally took my favorite part of it, which was you can't have this lol out, but it makes sense. So the shadow returns to the Nexus and the sisters talk Leo into taking charge of magic school. Um, so then Rob, we get one more demon killed by Zanku. So that would be three then, right? Like you were saying yes. earlier, three. Yes. And at P3, Paige looked gorgeous in her red top and... Elise dancing with, correct me if I'm wrong, is he slightly old, younger than her? Oh, yeah. Good for you, Elise. I would say that he is, but I mean, who knows? They all wear these suit and ties. You just can't tell sometimes. Ooh, ooh. Go, Elise. Do it right in front of her face. I can't believe she went to P3. That is so ballsy. I love it. (laughs) Do you think, though, she, like... I guess you can't, we know there's other places around. This was a definitely a conscious decision. <laughs> so that was amazing. That's all I got. I love that. Why well, shouldn't I love? I think it actually makes a lot of sense for the Nexus to enter Leo and the explanation that they give is the fact that he's neutral being a human. I think it makes total sense that Leo was bailed out with this and Leo knew about it. I'm not going to call shenanigans or just an easy way to solve everything. Uh, this was something that Zanku didn't know. And he just felt confident that it was going to enter him because the Nexus is, I guess, more evil than good. But at the same time, uh, it, it made total sense the way that this all worked out. So I'm not mad about how this wrapped up. Uh, Again, as I said before, this was a wonderful, wonderful start to Zanku returning back to the show. Mm-hmm. I think this was a great plan. Lots and lots of action. He was at the forefront for most of it. And so I I, just, I liked his return in this episode. Uh, we then get Collective Soul. And let me tell you, if I hadn't seen them face to face on this episode, just hearing the very distinctive and unique voice of, of the lead singer, I honestly would have thought oh, this is Creed. And he sounds just like Creed, in my opinion. I do know this song, and I know that Creed doesn't do this, but do you have any feelings about Collective Soul? No, nothing. No no feeling other than them being, I know that they were in this episode. Nothing, but I could totally see the whole Creed thing. (laughs) I like their voices, though. I like his voice. I mean, I remember this song. It's fun. I'm glad that they guessed it. Even the hair. Yeah. Got that golden, curly, longer hair. Yeah. He's got the Wyatt. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that's going to do it for episode 17. Next week on Charmed, Little Box of Horrors. Little Box. 
Little Bucks of Horrors. Nope, I don't remember this episode either. I'm assuming oh, it's... Oh, I actually do. Oh, you do? What's this one about? This is um about the... um. The Pandora's box, I believe. Oh, Pandora's box. Okay. I thought it had to do with the Nexus again. I couldn't remember. Pandora's box. You're absolutely right. I do remember this now. I don't remember details. College or something. I don't, I don't remember details, but I do remember Pandora's box. Yes. Oh, yes. There was a keeper of the box. That's the right. The keeper of the box. That's yes. Right. Okay. Oh, my God. I remember this. Okay. 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 So that is going to do it. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our episode this week. We hope you had a wonderful time. Let's hope that this is the beginning of a wonderful, wonderful year of 2022. And we will be back next week with another episode. We are almost done with this season. I can't believe it. I've got to start guess. thinking about my quiz. I have not started Ooh. yet. But... I hope you are all keeping your hot man meters updated. Remember to add all of the gorgeous men that you see, but we're also needing a female and a uh, most adorable being from this season. This is also a great time to check out the Patreon uh, bonuses and tiers. If you feel like joining for January, I think there's still time if you join today. Remember, just joining as a Charmy will give you early access to episodes, including next week's, which I try and get out either from Wednesday to Friday, giving you a couple of days earlier than um, the public. But check out all the other tiers and see if anyone's to your liking. That's patreon.com slash bwth podcast and enjoy the rest of your day bye charmies Handle this. Are you kidding me? It's better than charmed ones. Unimaginable. Do you mind? Do I mind what? Looking so psychotically perky. Charmed. Pandora's box. Fresh on the WB's Big Sunday.